Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcasting five nights a week on Ground Zero Dot Radio and Talkstream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, and Aftermath FM. 
If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us as always at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. And you can also find us online by searching thesecretteachings.info, that's .info, or just search the show name on any radio or podcast player. You can listen for free and download for free all of our past shows. If you want to get rid of those advertisements in the free archive, however, you can go to our website that I just gave you, and you can subscribe to the full archive with no ads, plus our montages, plus my digital books to download and read, plus a private RSS feed. And when you do that, you support The Secret Teachings. You keep us on air five nights a week. You allow me to do the research that I do every day, every week, every month, every year, to bring you something that is hopefully unique and hopefully something that, if you didn't know it, I explain it well enough that you learn something. I learn something every night, and I hope that you also learn something as well. That is part of the goal of this show is to learn and also to obtain a different perspective on a variety of different subjects that often are considered too fringe to even consider, such as tonight's subject, uh, a topic that back in 2011, I first read about it, 2015, I did shows on it. And I was told by a radio network that I was on seven years ago that this was not happening. And I'll tell you what it is in just a moment. They asked me to send them proof of what I was saying. So I sent them the proof. And their denial that it was happening turned into acceptance. And they said, this sounds like a good thing that this is happening. What was happening was in the state of Florida, where I'm from and where I was residing at the time, there was a live action open air, open laboratory experiment being conducted, largely in southern Florida, of genetically modified mosquitoes that were being released into local populations. They were being placed on private property, and it was being run by a company called Oxitec, which is a UK-based company. I was told that wasn't happening, although I was reading the Associated Press. Where I was told that wasn't happening was the Dark Matter Radio Network. Remember them? Remember Keith Rowland and Art Bell? I have much respect for Art Bell. I even had respect for Keith Rowland, but they told me, Keith Rowland told me that this was not happening. There's no such thing as genetically modified mosquitoes. Then I show the proof and he says, actually, that sounds like a good idea. I'm not sure if he was being sarcastic at the time. But some of you might remember those genetically modified mosquitoes. And of course, the question is always, what could go wrong? What's the big deal? It's just science. I've been talking to a friend of mine on the phone on occasion when I have time, and and we've been discussing uh, the usage of words. And very simple, very elementary, very 101. But when you think about words... I think this is one of the best things to teach a child as they get older. And it should be obvious to most of you. If you're listening to this show, it's clearly obvious, probably. Just because somebody says that something is safe doesn't mean that it's safe. Just because somebody says that they care doesn't mean that they actually care. 
Just because someone says that they're an accepting, loving person doesn't mean that they're an accepting, loving person. Those words sort of become like skin color. And we probably should be judging people not based on their words, not based on vibrations and vocalizations. Certainly shouldn't be judging people based on the color of their skin. We should be judging people based on their actions. We shouldn't be judging people based on the words they use. We studied this. This is safe. We have your best interests in mind. We care. You hear that from corporations. You hear that from government officials. You know, you hear things like, we studied it. It's been studied. Or you see commercials, Roundup, proven since whatever year it came out. This drug has been proven. It's been tested. But a lot of things can be tested, right? Anything can be tested. I can go grab a rattlesnake and test to see if it'll bite me. I can test if I am able to fly by jumping off of, uh, of a cliff. Testing doesn't mean anything. Safety is just a word. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Caring about you, something that is, that is uh, constantly, of course, promoted by politicians or when you see commercials for products on TV, they care about you. They want to help you regrow your hair. They want to help you get an erection. They want to help you, you know, um, do whatever it is that they're selling you. Help you smell better. Want to help you get a new car. Everybody cares. And that's, you know, one of the things over the years that I've done on the secret teachings is I've just tried to be as blatantly, frankly, brazenly as honest as possible with you. And I, I, I do that because even though it, it, it might seem out of place sometimes, um, I care about my audience, but I don't need to constantly tell you that I care about my audience. I, I think it's, it comes along with the work that I do. And I get really sick and tired of seeing these kinds of things. Things like, um, I don't know, genetically modified mosquitoes. And I've been on this for over a decade. I've been talking about it on The Secret Teachings. And I constantly, constantly, constantly have this, this memory that's triggered of being told, no, that's not true. It's not a traumatic thing. It's just a memory I keep having when I think of these mosquitoes. It's, I just was told, no, it's not true. And I had the AP article and I had the, the Oxitec, which is the company that released them. I had the Oxitec company website. And it wasn't true, I was told. It's so frustrating when you can sit in front of the Associated Press, Science Magazine, you can sit in front of major studies, minor studies, etc., and people just tell you, no, that's not true. And then when you show it to them and they can't dispute it, suddenly it's, it's true again. And, you know, I, 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 it's the wording. The, the words are so important. Well, they're studying these mosquitoes, so there couldn't be any negative consequence. Well, you can study anything. You can study a nuclear bomb. It still vaporizes hundreds of thousands of people in an instant. It's like saying, well, you know, if you drop an atomic bomb on Nagasaki or Hiroshima, 
it's going to kill a lot of people instantly. And a lot of other people that might survive are probably going to have injuries and deformities that are going to last their lifetime, maybe even be passed on to their kids. And you say, no, 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 no. We've studied these bombs. Okay, but still, if you detonate it, it's going to kill a lot of people. But we've studied them. We, we, we've definitely studied them. It doesn't mean anything. We, 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 we've studied them. That we, We've determined that they're safe. Safe for who? Safe for the pilots that drop the bomb and get out of the way? You know, a bullet can protect you. If someone enters your home in the middle of the night, you can shoot them. The bullet isn't safe for them. I mean, this is just such a simple thing, but we have to understand that words matter a lot. So if we turn our attention to these genetically modified mosquitoes, you may be surprised. I was sort of surprised that earlier this year, just a couple months ago, the results from that trial of genetically modified mosquitoes finally came in. In a Nature article, volume 604, April 28th, 2022. Researchers have uh, have completed the first open-air study of genetically engineered mosquitoes in the United States. Now, the goal of this research, when they released them, and I was told that it wasn't happening back in 2011 when I first read about it, 2015 when they officially did it, then they've officially done it a few more times since then. You can never really tell what's going on. But the goal was to suppress a wild population of potentially virus-carrying mosquitoes. So they said that there were mosquitoes that were carrying viruses. You know what mosquitoes supposedly carry. They carry dengue and Zika and yellow fever and things like this. But they weren't sure if the mosquitoes were actually carrying those viruses. They're potentially carrying viruses. So based on a potential for a mosquito to carry a virus, which for the most part you don't see a lot of yellow fever or dengue or Zika in the United States. You see these kinds of things in third world countries. You see these kinds of things in places where they have a heavy spraying regiment of pesticides, in large part insecticides and fungicides, etc., chemicals. And the side effects of those chemicals are usually the symptoms of something like Zika. Remember the, the Zika in the heads or dengue or yellow fever. So they're doing this genetically modified mosquito experiment with the assumption that some mosquitoes might potentially be carrying a virus that has yet to been fully proven to cause those specific diseases, which are more so linked to the chemicals that are used in places like Brazil, for example, where we had the uh, the Olympics and we had the Zika. Remember the Zika warning, the Zika outbreak? Now, this experiment has been underway, they say, since April of 2021. Funny, because I have stories here from 2015 where they're doing experiments in the same part of Florida. And part of this is just the simple fact that they've conducted several experiments, and this is just one particular experiment. In fact, I have the article from 2015 Genetically modified organism, GMO mosquito plan sparks outcry in Florida. A British company's plan to unleash hordes of genetically modified mosquitoes in Florida to reduce the threat of dengue fever and other diseases has sparked an outcry from fearful residents. As of Friday, 145,000 people had signed the petition to stop the testing in Florida. Oxitec, 
said it wants to try its genetically modified mosquito technique to reduce non-native Aedes aegypti mosquitoes in South Florida and beyond. Oxitec said, quote, they are more than just a nuisance as they can spread serious diseases such as dengue fever. The only problem is they really don't know if they do spread dengue fever. It's just an assumption, and they say that it is a potential virus carrier. So they're going to genetically modify mosquitoes. This was 2015. In fact, this was the same article. I printed this in 2015. This was the exact article I had sent that previous radio network that told me I was making it up. So a GMO mosquito is going to be released in Florida. Now, they've taken years to plan this whole process out. And um, according to Oxitec, which is the company, and then according to the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District, FKMCD, and this is quoted from the Nature Journal that I just mentioned from April 28th, Oxitec and FKMCD have made an effort to interact with the community, especially for something as controversial as genetically modified mosquitoes. So... They interacted with the community, but what does that mean? It means they told people, guess what? We're going to put these mosquito boxes and egg nests on your property and around your home, and we're going to do it whether you like it or not. It didn't say that they consulted with people and then decided to do it because people were telling them, sure, that's fine. They just said they made an effort to interact with the community. That makes them look good, but what effort what effort? Did they just tell people they were doing it? Because according to this phys.org, physics.org article from 2015, hundreds of thousands of people in the Florida Keys said, we don't want you experimenting with your genetically modified mosquitoes here in the Florida Keys. Hundreds of thousands of people signed petitions saying, no, we don't want you to do it. Then Oxitec does it anyway and then pats themselves on the back seven years later, saying, we made an effort to communicate with the community. Well, you can make an effort to do a lot of things. You can call somebody and they don't answer the phone. I made an effort to reach out. You can go into a business and ask for a job application, and they say, we have no jobs available, and you walk out, and your significant other says, did did they have any jobs? And you say, no, but I, at least I tried. I gave it, you know, I, I, I gave it my effort. It doesn't mean anything, okay? Safety doesn't mean anything unless it's backed up by something that can prove that it's actually safe. And then we have to understand and define what does safe mean. We can study anything. I can study the effects of putting a gun to my head and pulling the trigger. I'm going to find out really quickly that it kills me if there's an afterlife I can study a lot of things. I can uh, throw things at an alligator. It's probably going to come after me. I can pick up a snake and shake it until it bites me. I studied it, though. So Oxitec, they reach out to the community. The community, back in 2015, says, no, just no. We're not going to do this. We don't want to do this. Hell no, GMO. Get your GMO mosquitoes out of the Florida Keys. And Oxitec says, mm, too bad, we're going to do it anyway. And then they pat themselves on the back and say, we did a good job. We reached out to the community. So the experiment that nature first results from U.S. trial of genetically modified mosquitoes, biotechnology company says its insects behaved as planned, but a larger study is still needed. From the 2021 study of the Florida Keys, 
Oxitec, which developed these genetically modified insects, and they say in the article they developed the insects. No, they developed a genetically modified version of an insect that already existed. They didn't develop a new insect. They didn't create something synthetic or artificial based on something organic and natural. They took something natural and then they genetically engineered it to do what they wanted it to do. They didn't invent the insect. The insect is the Aedes aegypti mosquito, and they released it over the course officially of seven months. Now, here's what the article from Nature says. Wild aegypti mosquitoes can carry viruses including chikungunya, dengue, zika, and yellow fever. So scientists, scientists have sought ways to reduce their populations. So again, here's the word, can carry viruses. They don't all carry viruses. They might be able to carry viruses. Oxitex engineered males carry a gene that is lethal to female offspring. If all goes as planned, as all, if all goes to plan, if all goes as planned, when released into the environment, the engineered males will mate with wild females, and their female offspring will die before they can reproduce. Male offspring will carry the gene and pass it on to half of their progeny as each generation mates over a month or so. Uh, more females will die and the Aedes aegypti population will dwindle. So they're basing this on potentially virus-carrying mosquitoes and mosquitoes that, quote, can carry a virus. I guess anything could carry a virus, right? And they say that the population dwindled as a result of each successive generation based on this genetically modified mosquito that they released. So you read a little bit further in this article. It's pretty short from nature. The firm reported that all females that inherited the lethal gene died before reaching adulthood. So they're not going to have any more mosquito babies. Disease outbreaks can occur even when an Aedes aegypti population is low. So here's what the article says. So reducing the mosquito population won't necessarily translate into disease suppression anyway. Neither will suppressing Aedes aegypti reduce the need for pesticides. Okay, so they tell you we succeeded in our genetically modified mosquito trial. And it was based on potential virus carriers that could carry a virus so we genetically modified them with a lethal gene that kills all the females, and this reduced the population. Then the article goes on to say, however, a reduced population doesn't mean that disease is going to be totally suppressed, and it doesn't mean that we don't have to use pesticides anymore. In other words, what they did had zero effect on the local environment in regard to what they said that they were going to do, and that is reduce the population to reduce the potentiality of these mosquitoes carrying dengue, Zika, and yellow fever. Does that make sense? All these horrible viruses, we're going to genetically modify these mosquitoes, reduce the population, get rid of the viruses. We succeeded in reducing the population, but 
We didn't get rid of the viruses and we still have to use pesticides, which will cause people to have the same side effects or the same symptoms as many of these so-called viruses or contagions or pathogens or diseases such as Zika, dengue and yellow fever. Uh, in other words, in other words, in other words, they killed a bunch of mosquitoes, introduced genetically modified material into a natural environment, didn't actually succeed in doing what they said they were going to do, then patted themselves on the back and said, we succeeded because we killed a bunch of the females. And the theory was, if we kill the females, it'll ki kill the disease carriers because the females carry these diseases. But then they admit in, the own, in their own article here, in this Nature article, it didn't actually reduce the spreading of disease. So they just killed a bunch of mosquitoes and nothing happened except they engineered something natural to be artificial. That's all that they did. And they claim that's success. It is scientific fraud. It is scientific failure. It's an embarrassment. And it's the very foundation, I think, of the term anti-science. It's not very scientific when you say we're going to do A to get B. And then you do A and you don't get B. You get like G. And you say, well, we did A. We got G. We didn't get B. We said we were going to get B, but we got G. And, you know, I think that makes us successful. It's just total fraud. Total fraud. The scientific process is fraud, and then when they report on it, and when other scientists and journalists report on it, it's also fraud, because most of them aren't doing any investigative research. All they're doing is reading what the company says. This is what you write about. This is what you publish. And then they pat themselves on the back again and say, even though we failed, we still succeeded. They then say, we reached out to the community to make sure they were comfortable with this. And the community signed hundreds of thousands of signatures petitions to say don't do it here and then they say well we're going to do it anyway and the people say well we don't want you to do it and then the company pats themselves on the back and says we asked people if we could do it well what did they say they said no yeah but we did it anyway so how is oxitec in any way shape or form the good guys here they decimated a natural mosquito population that's part of the natural system that's part of of the life cycle of nature that's part of the ecosystem they decimate the female population. It doesn't reduce the need for pesticides. It doesn't reduce the diseases, all based on the assumption that some of these things might carry viruses, the symptoms of which are basically the side effects of the pesticides that they're using to kill the mosquitoes based on the assumption that they are the ones carrying the diseases. I mean, it is beyond scientific fraud. I don't know. We have to come up with another name for it, really. That's Oxitec. That's their study that they claim they were successful at in the florida keys when we come back there's more to this whole mosquito thing it's not just gm mosquitoes for dengue fever it's also flying syringes i'll tell you more about that when we come back from break i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings there's more after this don't go anywhere Listening to the Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. So it's taken months, but my new book, Liberty Shrugged, is finally available. Nearly 700 pages with archived images. It will leave you fascinated and wanting more. See, hatred for America and the Constitution is based on misconceptions of history and the rule of law. Charges of racism, sexism, and bigotry don't hold up to history and context. They stem from nullifiers who wanted to replace the Constitution and maintain hierarchy. 
as with the Confederate Constitution, which aimed to preserve the institution of slavery. But racism was not the foundation of that institution. It was a final justification to defend an institution which had existed forever and for which Western civilization and colonialism was actually taking steps to end. Africans and Arabs organized slave trading far exceeding anything in the Atlantic, and some continue to this day. Also, a woman's role in household duties was as systemic as a man's role in the legislature or on the battlefield. Indian tribes, when they weren't at war with one another, were choosing sides with the Europeans. See, we can't address history from the air-conditioned seats of a progressive university and pass judgments on men, women, and events that we know nothing about. My book, Liberty Shrugged, attempts to dispel countless historical, cultural, and social myths in order to find an objective understanding of history, the present, and the future. It's Liberty Shrugged at www.thesecretteachings.info. I hope you'll get a copy today for yourself, for your friends, for your family. I think you'll really enjoy it. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Thanks, Ryan. This is David Knight with thedavidknightshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Nature Magazine, Volume 604, April 28th, 2022. The, quote, first results from a U.S. trial on genetically modified mosquitoes are in. And the results are not good. But the company behind the genetically modified mosquitoes, Oxitec from the UK, says that they were successful. Researchers originally released these mosquitoes in the Florida Keys, other parts of southern Florida. They said that the goal was to target potentially virus-carrying mosquitoes that, quote, can carry viruses, including dengue, Zika, and yellow fever. And in the process of releasing those genetically modified mosquitoes, They said that the female mosquitoes, which cause these diseases, they think, they're not exactly sure, the female mosquitoes died. So they were successful in killing the mosquitoes, which pesticides will also kill mosquitoes. And the results show that the killing of these female mosquitoes didn't actually reduce disease outbreak and did not reduce the need for pesticides, which... When you look at the side effects or the exposure symptoms to pesticides, they are the symptoms or the symptom complexes of dengue, Zika, and yellow fever. So the goal was to reach destination A. 
They reach destination Z by doing something very simple like killing the mosquitoes. I can kill a mosquito. I can smack it on me if it's on me. And they said that means that they were successful, even though the goal of killing the mosquitoes was to eradicate the need for pesticides and eradicate the spreading of these diseases, which they did not do. So once again, scientific and literary fraud. Back in 2015, physics.org published an article about these GMO mosquitoes where they said that hundreds of thousands of people had signed a petition against the release of these mosquitoes. I'm sure everybody who signed it had a similar but perhaps different reason. But Oxitec, working with Florida Keys Mosquito Control District, FKMCD, said that, don't worry, we interacted with the community, especially for something as controversial as genetically modified mosquitoes. But interacting with the community doesn't mean anything if the community says, I don't want you to do this, and you do it anyway. It's like saying, we studied that, so it's safe. Well, what are the results of the study? You could study a nuclear bomb. You could study a hydrogen bomb. You can study a biological weapon. You can study mustard gas. You can study anthrax. You can study the effects of eating red meat over a lifetime, obsessively and compulsively, and the results are going to be the same. Death, destruction, coronary heart, artery disease, heart disease, you're going to get the same results. You can study, but it's going to show you that there are devastating results to detonating an atomic bomb. Study doesn't mean anything. You have to have data. And, 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 and of course, the whole point of the study could be to see how many people can we kill with this bomb. Now, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, which are more concerned at the moment with equity, I guess in 2021, they had given permission to Oxitec to run this program, which means that it doesn't really matter what the citizens of the Keys want. The EPA gave them permission. This is a foreign, by the way, company. This is a UK-based company. I'll tell you more about them in a second. And now the 2022 project, they want to do this again in Florida and again in California. It was approved by the EPA in March of this year. The company is awaiting permission from the states. I hope Governor DeSantis, one of the only, I think, real leaders we have in the United States, hope he tells them, no, you don't have permission to do it. Newsom, of course, will be like, yeah, sure, let the mosquitoes go. It's science. We love science here in California. So that's what is happening recently, in part. I have a lot more to share with you. But I wanted to read you an article from 2000 and, uh, 2021 in April and then an article from earlier this year which just simply references the release of these genetically modified mosquitoes. I'm just going to read you the headline of this article, March 2022, from The Hill, why millions of genetically modified mosquitoes may be released in Florida and California. This was when the EPA gave approval to do this release again. It's just an extension of the EPA-approved experimental project to control invasive mosquitoes conducted in the Florida Keys in 2021, although it goes back to 2008, 2010, 2011, 2015. So they originally said they wanted to get rid of the, the disease, 
and limit the use of pesticides. When that failed, but they killed the mosquitoes, now they say that the goal is to just control invasive mosquitoes. So they can still be successful even though they failed in their original venture. Here's an article from Futurism, 2021. This is really important. And I know when I use this name, it's, for some people, annoying. I'm one of those people. Bill Gates, when I hear that name, it annoys me because people blame everything on Bill Gates. People blame every disease now on SARS-CoV-2. People blame every death now on mRNA vaccines. People are not dying because of SARS-CoV-2. And everybody who is dying every day is not dying because of a vaccine. You see how those two extremes are very similar, just different parts of the spectrum? So when I hear Bill Gates... I'm skeptical of what I'm hearing. People just use that name because they, they know it so well. Bill Gates. Bill Gates did it. Bill Gates owns this. Bill Gates, Bill Gates does do a lot of stuff. Bill Gates is a eugenicist. But that doesn't mean Bill Gates does everything. In this case, Bill Gates is involved. Hundreds of millions of gene-hacked mosquitoes released by the company Oxitec, a biotech company, were partially funded by Bill Gates. Oxitec confirmed in 2018 that they had received funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. According to Futurism, that's the article, based on past reports, it seems that the Gates Foundation pledged about $4.1 million to Oxitec in 2018 to develop a new mosquito that would target malaria in the Americas, South Asia, and Eastern Africa. Oxitec was also reportedly awarded $5 million for its Aedes aegypti mosquitoes, the kind set to release in Florida through the Gates Foundation and their Global uh, Grand Challenges Initiative back in 2010. So they were planning this for a long time. Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, their foundation gave Oxitec $5 million to do their Florida experiments That came from the Gates Foundation's Global Grand Challenges Initiative in 2010. Furthermore, Science Magazine reported in 2010 that the Gates Foundation had dished out a lot of money, $19.7 million for a project in which Oxitec took part. So they've given them collectively somewhere around $27, $28 million, somewhere around there, officially. Now, they say that the mosquitoes that we're talking about in Florida, that those mosquitoes were funded to the tune of $5 million by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and their Global Grand Challenges Initiative. Now, I did a little bit digging into this. I mentioned it on one previous show. I had to find the report again. I found the Global Grand Challenges Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation paper. The funding... For, for this research came October 1st, 2008. So that was two years before this Futurism article had originally stated they had received the money. So Bill Gates gave money to researchers at the Jiki Medical University in Japan in 2008. The challenge of the study was infectious diseases. It was the initiative Grand Challenge Explorations or the Grand 
Global Global Grand Challenges, which is part of the B and M Gates Foundation. This took place in Japan. Professor at the Jiki Medical University attempted to design a mosquito. I'm reading you this directly from the website. Attempted to attempt to. Well, let me start over. Professor Hiroyuki Masuoka of Jiki Medical University in Japan will attempt to design a mosquito that can produce and secrete a malaria vaccine protein into a host's skin. The hope is that such mosquitoes could deliver protective vaccines against other infectious diseases as well. Now, maybe you thought we were just talking about genetically modified mosquitoes and the moral and the ethical and the scientific and the environmental consequences of releasing them into the environment. And as Oxitech found, reducing the female population by killing them genetically, you could also kill them with chemicals and by smacking them on your skin. They didn't actually reduce disease and they didn't reduce the need for pesticides. So let's try to put all of this into perspective. Bill and Melinda Gates and their foundation gave Oxitec tens of millions of dollars. They gave them $4.1 million to develop a mosquito to target malaria in South Asia, the Americas, and Eastern Africa. They gave them another $5 million for the Aedes aegypti mosquitoes that were genetically modified and released in Florida through the Gates Foundation's Global Grand Challenges Initiative. That's the same initiative that financed two years previous a Japanese professor in Japan to design a mosquito, quote, that can produce and secrete a malaria vaccine protein into a host's skin. The hope is that such mosquitoes could deliver protective vaccines against other infectious diseases as well. In other words, this isn't so much about curbing the spreading of disease. This isn't about curbing the spreading of dengue fever, yellow fever, Zika, etc., or even malaria for that matter. This is about financing multiple projects that deal with genetically modified mosquitoes and spreading them out all over the world at different times and different places. So when researchers get a hold of this information, the only thing that is published and pushed is the genetically modified mosquitoes that are supposed to pass on lethal genes to stop the spread of disease. Even if you don't like the idea of genetically modified mosquitoes, at least that idea you can maybe get on board with. we got to eradicate disease. They're not doing anything like spraying chemicals. They're just using altered genetics. So that might not be as dangerous. I think I might be okay with that. Meanwhile, funding which goes back before those Aedes aegypti mosquitoes in 2010, funding in 2018 was to take the same kinds of mosquitoes, any mosquito that could potentially spread something, which is every mosquito, taking these mosquitoes, modifying them to produce a, quote, malaria vaccine protein. And the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gave Oxitech millions of dollars. In fact, if you go to the internet and just type this in, Oxitech, Bill and Melinda Gates, 
That's all you have to type in, even to Google, which is censored. Oxitec is spelled O-X-I-T-E-C. Oxitec, Bill and Melinda Gates. And it will bring up their foundation website. And at the top, it says committed grants, Oxitec. Purpose, to prepare and engage partners for potential self-limited mosquito field trials. So the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is financing Oxitec to do the research in Florida, California, South America, Asia, Africa, etc. Now they've committed, just based on this grant, $1,614,272 to study malaria globally, also in Africa specifically, and in North America. The date of this grant was September 2020. In other words, Oxitec may have released the mosquitoes in Florida, but Bill Gates paid for those mosquitoes. And while you're looking at the genetically modified mosquitoes that are supposed to be uh, modified genetically to die and not, not to reproduce and for the females to die out so the diseases aren't spread, which they don't even know if they, they actually are the cause of these dengue fever uh, things, uh, 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 yellow fever, etc. Because the pesticides they use cause the, the direct side effects of what the symptom complexes of the diseases are. But Bill Gates and Melinda Gates financed the work of Oxitec. They financed the work of these mosquitoes that are supposed to prevent the spreading of diseases, in particular dengue, yellow fever, etc. But guess what Nature magazine did not report? They did not report on the malaria mosquitoes. The malaria mosquitoes are the ones that are genetically modified to produce not a gene that is lethal to the mosquitoes, but a vaccine that could be distributed without any kind of regulation once it's checkmark rubber stamp approved into the general population. This would be basically the equivalent of releasing a biological weapon which could entail not only the distribution of a malaria vaccine officially, but literally anything else that they could imagine or think of to put into these mosquitoes so that when they puncture your skin, we don't know what we are being injected with. Now, for those of you who don't know, when a mosquito punctures your skin, a tiny drop of saliva enters the skin to prevent the blood from clotting. Scientists want to add an antigen compound an antigen A compound that triggers an immune response to the mix of proteins in the insect's saliva. Now, if they're doing this for one or two proteins, it doesn't work because there are up to to 5,000 or more proteins in that saliva, from what I've read. If you're a scientist, a biologist, and you know different, email me, but this is from what I've read. I have an article here from 2010. This was the year that the Global Grand Challenges Initiative of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gave a Japanese professor in Japan, money to research a mosquito and to design a mosquito, quote, design a mosquito that can, quote, produce and secrete a malaria vaccine protein in its saliva and to put it into you as a human. 
And of course, they gave them millions for other things. So they gave them the millions in 2010 for the mosquitoes in Florida. Two years earlier, they gave them the money. They gave Oxitec uh, money in 2010. They gave the Japanese researcher money in 2008. And by the way, the name of this Global Grand Challenges Initiative production of a transgenic mosquito as a flying syringe to deliver protective vaccine via saliva. The same year that they gave money for the Florida mosquitoes to get rid of the dengue and the yellow fever, which was two years after they gave money to reduce uh, uh, malaria by producing vaccines inside of mosquitoes. This is 2010 Science Magazine. Researchers turn mosquitoes into flying vaccinators. They always make it seem like researchers are these totally innocent, totally humanitarian, totally beautiful, wonderful people that just maybe they were recruited from college to a major university and they saw that malaria was dangerous and deadly. And so they wanted to target it and they thought we should genetically modify mosquitoes. They don't tell you that two years before this Science Magazine article was published, with these researchers and this new study in the research um, or in this in this study here, they don't tell you that Bill and Melinda Gates financed it. I'm looking at the article. I read the whole article. I don't see any mention of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They're the ones that turn mosquitoes into flying vaccinators, not some group of researchers. They were paid to do what they were paid to do. So here's the article. Scientists have dreamed up various ways to tinker with insects' DNA to fight disease. This is 2010, remember. One option is to create strains of mosquitoes that are resistant to infections with parasites or viruses or that are unable to pass the pathogens on to humans. Another strategy closer to becoming reality is to release transgenic mosquitoes that, when they mate with wild-type counterparts, don't produce viable offspring. That would shrink the population over time. Twelve years later, that Nature article I read you a little bit ago, though, said that it doesn't really matter if you reduce the population. It doesn't actually reduce the amount of disease. So here's the study in 2010. This is two years after Japanese researchers received the funding from Bill and Melinda Gates. And here's what it says. The new study relies on a very different mechanism. Use mosquitoes to become what the scientists call flying vaccinators. Bill Gates called them flying syringes to deliver protective vaccine via saliva. I'm reading that from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It says, when mosquitoes bite, they normally inject a tiny drop of saliva that prevents the host's blood from clotting. These researchers in Japan decided to add an antigen A compound that triggers an immune response to the mix of proteins in the insect's saliva. A group by, oh, I think this is a typo, a group by, led by, a group led by molecular geneticist Shigeto Yoshida of Jiki Medical University. That's the same university, Jiki Medical University, in Tokigi, Japan identified a region in the genome of Anopheles stephensi, a malaria mosquito, called a promoter that turns on genes only in insect saliva. To this promoter, they attached SP15, a candidate vaccine 
against parasitic disease spread by sand flies that can cause skin sores and organ damage. They published their research in insect molecular biology. And looking back at this last paragraph, I, I, I want to make, make it very clear. Uh, it says the Japanese group decided to add an antigen. And I think I misspoke there. It's, it's antigen, a compound that triggers an immune response, not antigen A. Uh, they, again, another typo here. It makes it look like it's antigen A compound. It's antigen dash a compound that triggers an immune response dash to the mix of proteins in the insect saliva. So here is what the article concludes with in 2010. This research really wouldn't be feasible because that would mean that when you have mosquitoes out in the wild, for example, if you're camping, I just went camping Sunday night up at uh, Tonka Verde. I think it's Tonka Verde Falls where we went and uh, we got torn up by mosquitoes because there's actually water up there. Uh, once you get up on the mountains, there's a lot more water. It's a lot more green than down here in the valley in the desert. So there were a lot of mosquitoes up there. And both Hope and I got, uh, you know, basically eaten alive by mosquitoes. Uh, the colder it got, they ended up going away later into the night. But we got, we got torn apart by mosquitoes. And some people are affected more by mosquitoes. Some people don't get bit or injected as much as others. So that's the issue. If it's a vaccine and a mosquito, it could mean that you get 500 doses, a thousand doses, while the person next to you gets a hundred. And the article even says that it would be a bit like giving some people one measles jab and others 500 of them. Releasing the mosquitoes would also mean vaccinating people without their informed consent. In 2010, apparently people still cared about informed consent. They say that's an ethical no-no. However, flying vaccinators or flying syringes, as some have dubbed them, may have potential in fighting animal disease. Now listen to this. Animals don't need to give their consent, and the variable dosage would be less of a concern. So since animals don't need to give their consent, and the dosages don't need to really be something we concern ourselves with, let's release them to target animals. How are you going to do that? Mosquitoes will go after animals, they'll go after humans. To tell people, well, we're not going to release these for humans, we're going to release these for animals, they'll still come after humans. It's another one of those things like, we studied it. Okay, so it's safe. Well, studying something doesn't make, that, make it safe, doesn't mean that it's safe. I can study a bomb. I know it's destructive. It doesn't make it safer because I studied it. So Bill and Melinda Gates gave Oxitec millions of dollars for their dengue fever, Zika yellow fever mosquitoes. Two years prior to that, they gave money to a Japanese researcher at Jiki Medical University in Japan to design a mosquito that releases a malaria vaccine. 2010, they had come up with this flying vaccinator, flying syringe mosquito and said that this mosquito can release the vaccine, but you're going to get vastly different doses. Regulators aren't going to sign off on this. Probably not really something that is a good idea. And then September 21st, just last month, NPR and others reported, and there are some other stories on it just last week, 
a box of 200 mosquitoes did the vaccinating in this malaria trial. That's not a joke. That's what the article says. It talks about a woman named Carolina Reed, who signed up to take part in an experimental malaria vaccine trial. She puts her arm into what amounts to a Chinese takeout box. They cover it with a black cloth because the mosquitoes like the cover of, of dark to do their bidding, to do their thing. And according to University of Washington, Seattle physician and scientist Dr. Sean Murphy, quote, we use the mosquitoes like they're 1,000 small flying syringes. This is 2022. And they say that they are experimenting today, this is 12 years later, with these malaria vaccines for the mosquitoes, from the mosquitoes. So they wouldn't do it because it's unethical. People could get any number of injections, but 12 years later, it's being done. And who remembers? Well, luckily I remember. Maybe some of you remember. I'll tell you more about this when we come back from break. Malaria vaccines carried or other vaccines and bioweapons carried by mosquitoes. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Thanks, Ryan. This is David Knight with thedavidknightshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teaching. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us. Monday through Friday, you can catch The Secret Teachings, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis's Ground Zero, here on GroundZero.radio on the Aftermath FM app and other applications, plus The Secret Teachings on any radio or podcast player. Please leave us a review on one of those podcast or radio players. Let other people know what you think of the show. Leave us a couple of stars. You can also find the free archive on our website, or you can subscribe to get access to the show without advertisements, plus our montage archive, my digital books, and more. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info. And it's all pretty self-explanatory on the website. Otherwise, I don't have a team here, but you can contact me I'll do my best to get back to you in a timely manner. rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. According to NPR, a box of 200 mosquitoes has been used in a vaccination trial for malaria. If you missed the first part of tonight's show... Perhaps the first question you're asking is, what do mosquitoes have to do with vaccine trials for malaria? Well, it's a long story, decades in the making. And according to the article, University of Washington Seattle physician and scientist Dr. Sean Murphy, author of a paper in Science uh, what is this, Translational Medicine, August 24th, detailed what he called 1,000 small flying syringes. Does the picture become more clear? They're using the mosquitoes that are genetically engineered to produce a vaccine as the vaccine, as the syringe. This article from NPR tells the Heroic story of a woman named Carolina Reed with nine other volunteers that signed up to take part in a clinical trial for a new experimental malaria vaccine. Except the vaccine isn't injected into your arm like you would typically think of a vaccine. Instead, it's injected via a mosquito. The insects deliver, according to the article, live malaria-causing plasmodium parasites 
that have been genetically modified to not get people sick. The article goes on to say that they're using genetically modified live parasites. A small trial of 26 participants showed that the modified parasites protected some participants from a malaria infection for a few months. So a few people were protected for a few months. Or you could simply have people that just don't get sick. I think we misunderstand what disease and illness is. You know, sometimes I'm told, hey, uh, your son Fox, he's got a cold. You know, people kind of panic when kids get sick. Like, are they okay? Are they the high fever and their runny nose? I don't think that's a scary thing. Depending on the circumstances of the symptoms, if your kid has a runny nose and if your kid is a little warm and they need to take an extra nap, I believe that a lot of the time, what that is is the body's detoxification process. I go through periods as an adult where it's like once every two, three months, I'll get a little swelling in my face, like a couple of bumps or something, and my skin will break out in a rash. And if it's not something direct and nothing has changed, nothing that I'm, I'm, I'm using for soap or uh, uh, you know, like I'm using the same water, nothing has changed, same clothing, I don't use detergents, nothing's changed, it's very likely and it's probably 100% positively confirmed it's my body detoxing from environmental pollutants toxins chemicals etc it's pushing it out through the skin it's pushing it out through other means you ever have to like you ever feel kind of weird and then you have to and then you pee and then you kind of feel better your body's getting rid of something that's why you pee that's why you go to the bathroom that's why you get skin rashes if it's not an irritant it's usually your skin pushing something out so for people that could go out into the wilderness, they could go into a swamp, they could go uh, into the mountains here like I did over the weekend, and they get these swarms of mosquitoes that just rip them up. Personally, even though I get bit, quote-unquote, or injected by a little bit of that mosquito saliva, I don't have the same reaction as some people do. There are other bugs that bite me like noceums, and, you know, the noceums, they, they, they itch, they hurt. I get the little bumps. Other people get bit by them. They don't have the same reaction. So is it the malaria vaccine in these 26 participants in this small trial? Is it the participants getting the malaria vaccine that is causing them to be protected temporarily, or is it just that some of them don't have the same reaction to the injection of the saliva and the malaria vaccine as others? Could it be that those that weren't protected, because it says 26 participants showed that the modified parasites protected, protected them or protected some participants from a malaria infection for a few months, but they're looking at what they consider to be the infection itself. You could have it but not be sick. You could be sick but not have it. So 26 participants that get these malaria vaccines, they get them via a syringe or a flying syringe, a mosquito. Some of them just 
might not have the same reaction. Some of them that got it might have gotten sick because they got the flying syringe. That's what happens when you get the flu shot. You usually get the flu. That's what happens when you get SARS-CoV-2 shots. You usually get the symptoms of SARS-CoV-2, which is the same symptom complex of the flu and a bunch of other diseases and illnesses and sicknesses. It's just a symptom complex. For some reason, that's considered controversial. I find it to be one of the most common sense things I ever thought about or learned. Now, the researchers, Dr. Murphy, who led this study, said that someday the vaccine will be more substantially effective, his mosquito vaccines, will be more substantially effective than the RTS, S vaccine from GlaxoSmithKline, which is the world's first malaria vaccine, which, by the way, has an efficacy rate of 30 to 40%. In other words, it has a failure rate of 60 to 70%. See how they do that? Remember the flu shot? 16% effective? That's 84% ineffective. See how they manipulate statistics? It's 30% effective. No, it's 70% ineffective. Those aren't very good odds. Especially considering the side effects and the complex symptoms that I'll develop as a result of getting this thing. But we're talking about regular vaccines, sort of. We're looking at genetically modified mosquitoes that are the vaccines. Countries can try to curb malaria with mosquito netting, insecticidal sprays, anti-malaria drugs, and by releasing genetically modified mosquitoes that can bite or lay eggs. Even with those measures, scientists estimate that there are 240 million cases of malaria a year and over 600,000 deaths, which is why vaccines are needed, they say. But there is a discrepancy that should be pointed out in the data. They are testing these mosquitoes in the United States. There are only 2,000 cases of malaria in the United States every single year diagnosed. That's not a lot of cases. 2,000 cases. 2,000 people die a day on average, 1,600 to 2,000 from preventable, reversible, treatable heart disease. So why are they testing these mosquitoes in the United States? According to the World Health Organization... Africa accounts for over 90% of malaria cases. According to the World Health Organization, in 2020, there were 241 million cases of malaria worldwide. The estimated number of deaths attributed to malaria, but they could be from anything, were 627,000. According to the World Health Organization, the African region carries a disproportionately high and that's an understatement, share of the global malaria burden. In 2020, the region was home to 95% of malaria cases and 96% of malaria deaths. Children under 5 accounted for about 80% of all malaria deaths in the region. Now, I'm not Matilda, so I can't tell you 96% of 627,000 but I can get pretty close 
because 96% is almost 100%. So more than half a million cases of malaria deaths are from Africa. And more than 200 million cases are from Africa. Do you know how many cases there are in the United States every year? 2,000. So why aren't these studies, why isn't this research being conducted in Africa? Well, it probably is, but they're carrying it out officially in the United States. This lady in the NPR article, Carolina Reed, she's signing up to get experimental malaria vaccines through mosquitoes. They also use that CRISPR gene editing technology to do the gene editing. According to the study that Caroline Reed was in, out of 14 participants who were exposed to malaria, seven of them, including Reed, came down with the disease. They say this means the vaccine was 50% effective. It might not be the vaccine. You could be exposed to malaria on a daily basis and not get sick. I have not been sick one time since 2020. Not one time. I had food poisoning but I haven't been sick one time. Theoretically, I've been exposed to SARS-CoV-2 over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I was a frontline worker at a grocery store at the height of the pandemic, yet I have yet to get sick. Just using me as an example, I've been exposed to it, I haven't gotten sick, and I haven't received a vaccine. Is it possible that these seven participants who didn't come down with malaria after being exposed to it, naturally were healthier than the others, that perhaps these seven that didn't come down with it who received the vaccine, perhaps they were immune to whatever it is malaria is. They say it's a parasite. It's a little different than a virus or bacteria. Out of the 14 participants who were exposed, seven of them came down with the disease. Is it possible that the seven that didn't come down with the disease were immune to it or just don't get sick that often? Maybe they're healthier. What are the diets and lifestyles of these seven who didn't come down with malaria? It's no wonder Caroline Reed, the woman in the study, came down with malaria. As for Reed, according to NPR, her experience was so positive coming down with malaria, this is the mental illness, that she went on to participate in clinical trials for a bird flu vaccine the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine, and she says that she will continue to enroll in vaccine clinical trials for the rest of my life, actually. Well, it's no wonder Carolina Reed got sick. Carolina Reed puts her hand in a Chinese takeout box with black cloth and gets swarmed by mosquitoes. It even says in the article, a quote, my whole forearm swelled and blistered. Yeah, because you just got injected with genetically modified material and you probably got bitten and injected hundreds, if not thousands of times. At least a few hundred, because there's 200 mosquitoes in that box, according to the article. It's no wonder she got sick. She's going into these vaccine clinical trials like it's just giving blood. Like it's getting a haircut. 
Yeah, let me get one of the malaria vaccines through the mosquitoes. I'll sign up for bird flu, COVID-19, basically anything where you can inject me with something experimental and genetically modified. I'm in for that. I'm into it, okay? Because we just I got to do this to help people. You know, I think people like this are more narcissistic and egotistic than they are good people. Uh, people like this, I, I don't see them as good people. I see them as literally as cattle, literally as like a rat being tested and thinking that if they offer their body up to science on the altar of Dr. Fauci, then they will somehow, I guess, when they die from these trials, they will be transported to the afterlife. It's like a cult. It's like a religious cult. So that's what we learned from this new article NPR News, there's others as well. Mosquitoes that inject you, genetically modified mosquitoes that inject you with a malaria vaccine. Seven of the 14 participants came down with the disease. They say the vaccine was 50% effective. It prevented seven others from getting the disease. But I've been bitten or injected by mosquitoes. I mean, I grew up in Florida. I have camped. Uh, quite a bit in the last couple of years. I've been torn up by mosquitoes. Not once have I came down with malaria. I imagine that at one point, one of those mosquitoes put something inside of me. They put the parasites inside of me. So I was exposed to malaria. I can, I mean, I've been bitten tens of thousands of times in my life. So at some point, I had to have been exposed to malaria, but didn't get it. So these other seven people that got the the, the vaccines... They also didn't get it. Is it because of the vaccine? How can you just jump to that conclusion? I mean, that would be like saying they all got the vaccine, but what else do they have in common? They were all wearing Nike shoes. So the seven participants that were wearing Nikes, they didn't get sick. It must be the Nikes. It must have been the Coke they drank. I mean, Coke should jump on this. Coke should do a, do an, a, a study. According to our study, a vaccine Coke trial Anybody who gets the vaccine from the mosquitoes and drinks a Coke doesn't get malaria. It doesn't make any sense. They just jump to that conclusion. How many other factors are, are potentially, possibly, and likely, and then also absolutely confirmed to exist in this scenario? This is not science. If it is science, it's mad science. Carolina Reed said, I actually cried when they told me I had malaria because I developed such a close relationship with the nurses. That's called Stockholm Syndrome. When you develop a close relationship with the people that are experimenting on you, the people that are injecting you with chemicals and genetically modified material from CRISPR gene editing that in one major study at Columbia University altered the genes and deleted and inserted genes hundreds of insertions, deletions, thousands of mutations from one gene edit. It's the same technology used for these mosquitoes. And this lady, Caroline Reed, is like, yeah, give me some flu vaccine, bird flu vaccine, Moderna COVID vaccine. Give me some malaria vaccine. Oh, no, I have malaria. What happened? You probably don't have malaria. You probably got injected with something that's poisonous, and then you got sick, and then they said, well, that's malaria. Because, I mean, what, I mean, what is malaria? Well, what, what are the, the, the side effects of exposure to these parasites? Or they call them the, the symptoms. What, what's the symptom complex of malaria? It's pretty, pretty uh, vague. Chill, fever, sweating. You might have 
abdominal pain. I mean, come on. I, 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 I just worked out at a gym the other day, and I did a little bit of ab work. My abs were sore, and I have been pretty tired because I haven't slept, so I've got fatigue, and it got pretty cold when I camped the other night, so I was kind of shivering. I mean, th- th- there's three of the symptoms right there. And headache is a symptom. I get headaches on occasion. It's usually from stress. I mean, in all these cases, it's like I worked out, so I strained my body, so it's the stress on my body. I didn't get a lot of sleep, which puts more stress on the body, which can cause headaches, and it can also cause confusion, mental confusion, another symptom of malaria. And of course, working out and not sleeping enough, I get fatigue, and then my abdomen hurts because... You know, I did some some workouts there in my abdomen. These are all the symptoms of malaria. Do I have malaria? No. I just went to the gym. I camped, so I got chilly because it was cold overnight. This is the kind of thing that it's almost like nobody anywhere on any platform wants to discuss it. I don't know if it's because it's so simple. I don't know if it's because I'm missing something and I sound really stupid. And all people do is just tell me, oh, it's the, the science. Malaria is caused by a parasite. Maybe it is caused by a parasite. But what I do know for sure is whether it's chills or diarrhea or a headache or mental confusion, these are all things that you can obtain. These are all things that your body can respond with when you work out, when you sleep outside in the cold. These are all things your body can respond with when you don't get enough rest, when you don't take care of yourself. So you get injected with a mosquito malaria vaccine and you get sick. Is it because you got malaria or is it because you already were sick? Are these factors even considered by doctors? Are these factors even considered by scientists? Doctors don't even take nutrition classes. How can you not take, I mean, it's like, what, six, eight hours over eight years of school. How can you not know about nutrition and be a doctor? All these doctors know about is pharmacology, drugs and drug interactions. All these scientists know is here's a cool technology. Let's use it to genetically engineer the mosquitoes. And then Dr. Sean Murphy from the University of Washington, a Seattle physician and scientist, he becomes the public face in 2022 of trials that not only are traced back, there's just a, a direct path back to 2010 Science Magazine reported flying vaccinations developed by molecular geneticist Shigeto Yoshida at Jiki Medical University in Togiki, Japan. That is, in 2010, two years after the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation financed that very same university, Jiki Medical University, and Professor Hiroyuki Matsuko to study and to design, quote, to design a mosquito that can produce and secrete a malaria vaccine protein into a host's skin. So Bill and Melinda Gates financed that in 2008. In 2010, the research was confirmed to have been conducted at the same university. They don't mention Bill and Melinda Gates. They also financed Oxitex mosquito program, uh, $5 million in Florida, same one being expanded to California, if they already haven't done it. 
and the money for the mosquito project to get rid of dengue fever and yellow fever and all these other things in Florida, like Zika, it was financed through the same Gates Foundation Global Grand Challenges as the transgenic mosquito or the flying syringe. They've given them up to $30 million for that alone. You can find grants for millions on their website, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Oxitec. That's the UK company that does these, these the genetically modified mosquitoes. And then Nature Magazine reported that they reduced the population of the mosquitoes in Florida. This was recent. This was the result of the trial, but it didn't actually reduce the disease or the need for pesticides. So they failed to do what they said they were planning to do. And that was financed directly by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It was financed originally in 2010, but research money had gone in 2008 to Japan to develop genetically modified mosquitoes to spread malaria vaccines and other vaccines. So you see what they do? They finance the stuff that's very science fiction, very scary stuff that you don't want happening. And then they come up with a public version of it where it's like, we're also going to finance this UK company and they're going to develop something that will kind of be a sleight of hand so that when you're watching the mosquitoes in Florida, in Japan, and now here in the United States, in Washington state, they're testing GM mosquitoes that can spread malaria vaccines. And then of the people that actually get the injections, 14 of them, only seven come down with malaria. How can it be a contagious, infectious disease spread by mosquitoes? And how can it be spread through the, the, uh, the parasites, the plasmodiums, when half the people that get injected with it don't actually get sick? And how come we're testing these things in Japan or the United States when the United States only has 2,000 cases of malaria every single year? According to the World Health Organization, 95% of malaria cases and 96% of malaria deaths all happen in Africa. What is a big difference between Africa, especially Sub-Saharan Africa, and the United States? One is a undeveloped third world lowest lifespan in the world and one is the wealthiest nation might be the freest nation to ever exist the most powerful nation to ever exist one has running water hygiene etc and the other one doesn't have any of that could it be since the lifespan of a u.s citizen of an american of uh, a man or woman is the late 60s, early 70s, mid 70s, and the life expectancy in Africa in a lot of places is like 56 years old and, and, and you're an elder at 56 years old and then you die. Maybe that's why people are dying. They get malaria and then they die. Are they dying young because they have malaria? Or are they dying young because of malnutrition and other problems and then the malaria just is compounded? If all the malaria cases are in Africa, why are we experimenting on this and trying to release it in the United States for 2,000 cases when people don't even die? For symptoms that are as vague as chills, headache, something's not right here. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More to the bottom of it when we come back from break. This 
The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. I hope that you'll check out my new book, Liberty Shrugged. I wrote Liberty Shrugged to provide historical context and to dispel many of the myths that we learn about in American history. Inside the nearly 700-page book, you'll learn about meritocracy, the differences between civil liberties and civil rights, and how Western civilization didn't start slavery, but ended it as an institution that had existed for thousands of years, how many of the founding fathers did indeed own slaves, but what was peculiar about this was that these men would fight to end the institution for a variety of reasons. We look at the real causes of the American Revolution and the American Civil War. We prove without a doubt that slavery was in no way, shape, or form the cause of current socioeconomic issues which affect all people regardless of their color. In other words, this book dispels countless divisive social, cultural, and historical myths in an attempt to objectively find humble gratefulness in the American experience. Get your copy of Liberty Shrugged at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. This is David Icke from davidike.com and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings, keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. listening to the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable the music tonight white bat audio you can find them on youtube they let us use their music royalty free that's white bat audio in 2008 the bill and melinda gates foundation paid for research to be conducted in japan on what they call flying syringes or trans genic mosquitoes in 2010 science magazine reported on that research without any reference 
to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. In 2021, a trial was conducted officially in the state of Florida with funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to release genetically altered Aedes gypti mosquitoes. And these Aedes gypti mosquitoes would spread lethal genes to females. They couldn't reproduce. They died. And they said that the trial was a success and that the goal of the trial was to kill off the females which spread diseases like Zika and yellow fever and dengue. However, according to the results from this trial, which came out in April of this year, this does not prevent the need for pesticides and it does not prevent the spreading of disease. In other words, the study was a failure. They only succeeded in killing off some female mosquitoes and interrupting the natural life cycle, the natural ecosystem in southern Florida. And now they're waiting to do it again in Florida and in California. That study in 2021, that open laboratory, real world, live action study and experiment just had approval from the EPA. In 2015, people were signing petitions saying, we don't want you to do the study here. Oxitech then patted themselves on the back and said, we reached out to the community but didn't mention that the community said, we don't want you to do it. They did it anyway because the EPA said you have approval to do it. Now, there's a difference between the mosquitoes in Florida and the mosquitoes that Japanese researchers were being paid to develop as flying syringes. It's almost like a bait and switch. It's almost like a sleight of hand. The company manufacturing the mosquitoes released in Florida, released in California, we think, Officially, they're going to release them soon. Mosquitoes that are supposed to pass on lethal genes to stop the spread of diseases, although they say we only think these mosquitoes carry disease, they say there are populations of, quote, potentially virus-carrying mosquitoes. The Aedes aegypti mosquito can carry viruses, but they're not really sure. And they kill them and everybody thinks this is okay because, you know, they they die out and they don't spread the genes and this doesn't hurt humans and no big deal. But the millions spent on this research is a magic trick. It's a sleight of hand. The real research money goes to Japan to develop the transgenic mosquitoes. The real research money goes to the University of Washington, Seattle. That's where Bill Gates lives, at least one of his enormous houses. University of Washington, Seattle physician and scientist, Dr. Sean Murphy. Dr. Sean Murphy conducted an experiment where they had hundreds of mosquitoes in what amounts to a Chinese takeout box. You put your arm in it and you let the mosquitoes go at it. A woman named Carolina Reed allowed the mosquitoes to go at her arm. They injected her, injected her, injected her. She swelled up and blistered. She said that she would do it again, and she would also go on to sign up for the bird flu vaccine. She'd go on to sign up for COVID-19 vaccine, just trials, 
you know, that's what, that's what they do, right? That's, these are good people that sign up for these trials to be experimented on and used like lab rats, right? Dr. Sean Murphy says we use the mosquitoes like they're 1,000 small flying syringes. That's precisely what Bill Gates paid for. Flying syringe, Global Grand Challenges Initiative, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Jiki Medical University in Japan. So there's a lot going on here. And this is happening over years. This is happening over a decade. What does it all mean? Well, the first big question is malaria vaccines through mosquitoes. Of the trial that was conducted, 14 participants exposed to malaria. Seven of them, including Carolina Reed, came down with the disease. The conclusion is those that didn't come down with the disease must have remained healthy because the vaccine was effective. What they're not telling you, what they're not apparently thinking about or considering is what about those seven people that didn't get sick? What makes them different than the seven who did? Are they like Carolina Reed, who is enrolled in experimental drug and vaccine trials every day? Someone who's already sick, someone who's already unhealthy, you inject them with something like this, they're going to get even sicker. I grew up in Florida. I've done a lot of camping recently. I've been torn up by mosquitoes my whole life, probably like most of you. At one point or another, I imagine that one of them injected plasmodium parasites into me, which are the parasites that are supposed to cause malaria. And I had those parasites in my body. Did my body fight those parasites off and I didn't get malaria? Did I have malaria and it wasn't diagnosed? Can I have malaria if I have the parasites, but I don't actually have symptoms of malaria, but I'm still sick or perhaps I'm not sick? I've probably been exposed to SARS-CoV-2 if it's a real thing. I mean, I haven't gotten sick one time. Haven't worn a mask. Haven't gotten a vaccine, haven't social distanced, and yet I'm completely fine. Just using me as an example, I wonder how this trial can conclude that the vaccine for the malaria from the mosquitoes worked when there are so many other factors that go into why some people just don't get sick. There are a lot of reasons why people don't get sick. The second big question is, why are we looking at malaria in the United States when there are only 2,000 cases of malaria in the United States every single year? The number, again, is 2,000. That's not a lot of cases. 2,000 cases... Not a lot of cases, especially when you only have a handful of people that die from malaria, like between five and ten. It's not a lot of people. So why are they developing a malaria vaccine to prevent a handful of people from dying and to help? 2,000 people that have symptoms but might not actually be that sick because, of course, the symptoms are abdominal or muscle pain, 
chills, fever, nausea, headache, mental confusion. These are all things that like if I go to the gym, my muscles hurt, I'm fatigued. If I don't get enough sleep, uh, I might be nauseous. I get a headache. I get confused, like mental confusion. I mean, I, I have a lot of the symptoms of malaria every single day, but I don't have malaria. So what does that mean? Where is the malaria occurring in the world? Well, according to the World Health Organization, malaria is occurring in Africa. Not kind of, sort of, not maybe a little. Almost all malaria comes out of Africa. The World Health Organization African region carries a disproportionately high share of the global malaria burden, according to the WHO website. In 2020, the region was home to 95% of malaria cases and 96% of malaria deaths. Children under five accounted for about 80% of all malaria deaths in the region. Now, what does Africa have that we don't have that's causing them to contribute to virtually every malaria case? If they have the mosquitoes, they have the plasmodium, why are they getting sick or why are they diagnosed and we're not? Only a couple thousand cases. Why is that? We have vaccines, right? There's a vaccine for malaria. We know what causes malaria, supposedly. So why are these people sick and Americans are not sick? Same thing with polio. You might get a case or two of polio here or there, but what exactly is polio? What exactly is smallpox? You don't find those things in the United States, but you find them in places like India, in the slums. Why is it you find polio in the slums, smallpox in the slums, malaria in third world countries, because these places don't have running water, they don't have sewage facilities or sewage treatment facilities, they don't have hygiene products or hygiene knowledge, they don't have access to clean, uncontaminated water or food. This is why those people have smallpox and polio and malaria. And again, these are only symptom complexes because I have the symptoms of malaria. Actually, right now, my back is hurting a little bit because I didn't sleep that great last night. And when my back hurts, it kind of goes up into my neck and gives me a headache. I've got one of the symptoms right now. I also have, you know, it's nighttime. It's warm in here. I'm in the middle of the desert. I kind of have some night sweats. And uh, there's two symptoms. I also went to the gym recently and I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. So I'm fatigued and I have sore muscles. I've got four symptoms off the top of my head of malaria. Could I be diagnosed with malaria now? Yes, based on the symptom complex. Does that mean I have malaria? No. How did they determine in the trial of the mosquito vaccines if people had malaria? Based on these symptom complexes and the woman that got really sick, well, she didn't actually get sick. She just cried, she said, when they told me I had malaria because I had developed such a close relationship with the nurses, with the people that were experimenting on you. It's mass, mass, mass mental illness. It's Stockholm Syndrome. This woman is suffering from Carolina Reed. What about the people that didn't get sick being exposed to a contagious, infectious element, a, a parasite 
It's not, that's the thing. It's not even like a pathogen. It's a parasite that's supposed to cause these things. And hardly anybody in the U.S. dies. 2,000 cases, a few deaths that are attributed to malaria. And when you look at this study, the people that got malaria weren't even necessarily sick. And the ones that were sick, were they sick from the parasites or were they sick from the poison that was just injected into them? I don't see why this is so difficult to grasp. Malaria primarily comes from four African countries. Nigeria, which contributes to 31.9% of all malaria cases in the world. The Democratic Republic of the Congo, 13.2 cases. The United Republic of Tanzania, 4.1 cases. And Mozambique, 3.8 cases. Africa contributes 95% of all malaria cases, 96% of all of the deaths. That is a lot of cases and deaths because there's hundreds of millions of them every year. What does that mean? Why does Africa only experience this and the United States doesn't really experience this? Why does the World Health Organization say that polio highly infectious viral disease is not as common anymore because the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Gavi, their vaccine alliance, and UNICEF and the CDC, which Bill Gates funds, and the World Health Organization, which Bill Gates funds, and the Rotary International and national governments, which Bill Gates tends to fund, uh, that they are responsible for for reducing polio. Yet, if if you look it up, like, for example, if you just type in AP polio vaccine cause of polio, here it is, Associated Press 2019, more polio cases now caused by vaccine than wild virus. Yeah, the vaccine causes you to develop polio. And wh- where do you find most polio cases? Well, you find them in dirty places. You, you, you find them in places like India. You find them in, in poor, impoverished, dirty places. You don't find polio in places that are clean. In 2009, India reported 741 polio cases. India has more polio cases than anyone else, any other country in the world. Why? It's not a virus that causes polio. It's unsanitary, unclean living conditions, inadequate access to hygiene products, hygiene knowledge, clean food and water, waste management, waste removal systems, and also exposure to toxins and pollutants in the environment, especially really dirty, toxic places, heavy metals, chemicals, etc., That's what causes paralysis. It's not a virus, I believe, that is causing that. It doesn't mean people don't have polio. It just means that what is polio? What's it caused by? It's it's really an argument of what is the cause of polio, malaria, smallpox, etc. Just like what is the cause of SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, right? What is the cause of COVID-19? They still can't identify it. It's a genetic sequence they test for that's based on a computer model. 
It's it's manufactured. And the World Health Organization officially says 96% of malaria deaths, 95% of cases come from Africa. So why in a country like the United States with only 2,000 cases of malaria on average, according to the United States government, why are they testing mosquitoes that can spread genetically modified malaria virus uh, virus or vaccine? That's what it is. It's just threading a, a, a quote-unquote virus, uh, a vaccine into the general public. Well, interestingly enough, back in March when the EPA approved Oxitec and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, their Florida and California revamped mosquito study, mosquito experiment, which has gotten all the attention. Very little attention has gone to Bill Gates financing it. Very little attention has gone to the vaccines and malaria trial, which used mosquitoes to vaccinate people. Very little attention has gone to any of this. But if you go back to National Geographic, the controversial quest to make a contagious vaccine. Research funded by the U.S. National Institutes of Health and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation want to develop a vaccine that isn't a mosquito. It's just contagious in the environment. I'm pretty sure they have another name for that. It's called a biological weapon. A biological weapon. For example, there's more money put into baldness drugs than are put into malaria. Now, baldness is it's a terrible thing. Uh, uh, and rich men are afflicted. Uh, and so that's why that uh, priority has been set. But malaria, the, even the million deaths a year caused by malaria greatly understate its impact. Uh, over 200 million people at any one time are suffering from it. Uh, means that you can't get the economies in these areas going because virtually all in Africa, 95 percent back so much. Now, malaria is, of course, transmitted by mosquitoes. Uh, I brought some here so you could uh, experience this. We'll let let those roam around the uh, auditorium. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. There. A eugenicist. Only poor people. Homicidal, genocidal, psychopath. Very funny. Yeah, that's the Stockholm Syndrome. They clap for him releasing the mosquitoes in the audience. Oh, these mosquitoes won't actually spread malaria. It's just a joke. Well, National Geographic isn't joking. Researchers are currently developing self-spreading vaccines for Ebola, bovine tuberculosis, Lassa fever, etc., The approach could be expanded to target other zoonotic viruses, including rabies, West Nile, Lyme disease, and the plague. The viruses used in these vaccines could themselves mutate, jump species, or set off a chain reaction with devastating effects across entire ecosystems. But who cares? Let's do it anyway, because science is really cool. This research, by the way, is not new. And it doesn't just go back to 2008 when Bill Gates financed Japanese researchers to create a flying syringe. In 1999, in Spain, a team of researchers were experimenting with self-spreading vaccines against two viral diseases, rabbit hemorrhagic disease and myxomatosis, 
Although neither disease infects humans at the time, they both had been decimating domestic and wild rabbit populations across China and Europe for several decades, they tell us in the article. They did this research on an island. They captured 147 rabbits, placed microchips in their necks, administered the vaccine to about half of them, and released them all back into the wild. For the next 32 days, the vaccinated and unvaccinated rabbits lived as they normally did. When researchers recaptured microchip rabbits that had not been vaccinated originally, they found that 56% of them had antibodies to both viruses. Indicating that the vaccines had successfully spread from vaccinated to unvaccinated animals. Now, let's put this into clearer perspective. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation financed research in 2008 to create flying syringes. In 2010, Science Magazine confirmed that this research was being conducted but gave no credit to Bill and Melinda Gates and their foundation. In 2010, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation also gave money to Oxitec to genetically modify Aedes aegypti mosquitoes to prevent the spread of Zika, yellow fever, and dengue. They killed, with a lethal gene, the female mosquitoes in southern Florida, but it didn't prevent the spread of the diseases because they didn't even know if these mosquitoes were carrying the viruses, which they think caused the disease. That's all according to Nature magazine. They just think that these viruses are carried by the mosquitoes. They think that the viruses cause the disease, but they're not really sure. Of course, when you live in an area that is prone to mosquitoes, a swampy area, other kinds of noxious and toxic gases and fumes come up from those swamps. That also might be part of the reason, part of the cause that you get sick, quote unquote. Then, in 2015, people in Florida said, we don't want this research conducted here. Oxitec said, we don't care, got EPA approval, and did it anyway. That research is now being examined after the study, after the trial has concluded. Now the EPA has given them approval to do it again. They're waiting for Florida and California to give them approval to do it again. And while they're waiting for approval, the research that was being conducted years before the Oxitec genetically modified mosquitoes 200 mosquitoes have been used officially in a vaccine malaria trial. The mosquitoes transmit the vaccine. Of the 14 people injected in this particular study, seven got malaria, seven didn't. They don't tell you if the seven that got it had any actual visible illness. They don't tell you if the chills and the swelling and the muscle pain was from the giant swarm of mosquitoes that destroyed your arm or your hand. According to Carolina Reed in the study, my whole forearm swelled and blistered. Well, swelling, inflammation, that's one of the symptoms of malaria. So is the malaria caused by the mosquito? Is it caused by the parasite? If the parasites cause malaria, if you have them in your system and therefore have malaria, then how is it that seven people that got injected with it didn't actually come down with the symptoms of malaria. That alone disproves the entire study. It disproves that malaria is caused by a parasite. Malaria is just a general set of symptom complexes. It affects 2,000 people a year in the United States on average. Maybe five people die. 
it disproportionately affects the very poor, very impoverished, very much lacking clean water and clean food, hygiene, waste removal. That's both waste as in trash and waste as in fecal material. Places like Africa. Africa has 95% of malaria cases, 96% of malaria deaths. India has the most cases of polio, which is now caused by vaccines more than it is by a virus, officially, according to the Associated Press. So now, as you have mosquitoes funded to get rid of certain diseases that don't, that they don't actually do what they're supposed to do, you have other mosquitoes that have been funded to spread malaria vaccines. And now, according to National Geographic and the NIH and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they're trying to create a needless vaccine. So you see, they want to get rid of the disease-spreading mosquitoes, and they tell you all about that. Then they don't tell you as much about the flying syringes, which are mosquitoes that spread the vaccines, which means you would get lots and lots of vaccine. Some other people would get less. A lot of people would be much more sick from that than they would from, quote, plasmodium in the mosquito saliva. And now they want to create just a needless vaccine. Researchers are developing, according to National Geographic, self-replicating vaccines for a variety of different things like Ebola, bovine tuberculosis, loss of fever, etc., plague, rabies, West Nile virus, etc. But that research was already conducted back in the 1990s. In 1999, researchers from Spain developed self-spreading vaccines against rabbit hemorrhagic disease and myxomatosis. They released the rabbit's They tracked down the ones that weren't vaccinated later, about a month later. 56% of the ones that were not vaccinated, NOT, not vaccinated, had the antibodies of the viruses that were only visible otherwise in the vaccinated rabbits. Self-spreading, contagious vaccines. It's not just eradicating the mosquito population. It's not just making mosquitoes the carriers of the, the vaccines. It's spreading the vaccines through the air, through injecting them into some people, and there's your self-replicating, self-spreading vaccines. There's your contagious vaccines. Now, I'm not going to say what that also might be related to, but you probably have a good idea of what it might be related to. So if you saw our promo pic tonight, I I edited the... um, the uh, image from Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. I thought it came out really well. I just called the show tonight The Mosquitoes. Rather than running from killer birds, we're going to be running from killer mosquitoes. Now, don't panic. Don't panic. I know people want to panic and they get one mosquito bite and they think, oh, I need some fancy drug that'll get rid of the vaccine or something. Um, I, I I think consciousness is probably the most important thing and not panicking, not stressing, Clearly, you can get injected with malaria, plasmodium parasites, and not get sick according to the study, even if it's a modified mosquito genetically. So the best thing to do is probably to take care of yourself and mind, body, and spirit, and soul, and to take care of yourself with what you consume and what you don't consume, drink and don't drink, exercise, being outside in the sunlight, 
think these things are really important. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in. www.thesecretteachings.info is our website. If you go to our website, you'll find our show promos. You'll find our montage archive, my books digitally. You get access to all that when you subscribe. You can also buy the books separately and get access without a subscription to our free archive. Otherwise, search the show on any radio or podcast player. Listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right here on GroundZero.radio. And of course, in those archives, free or subscription-based. Thank you so much for supporting the show, listening to what we have to say and what we have to share with you. I think this show is critically important. I think this show is jam-packed with information tonight, and I hope that you share it with others. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Watch out for those mosquitoes, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Bye.